Welcome back, Somerville, to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens to you. I'm your host, Yaden Smith, and this week, very pleased to introduce our guest, Karen Parker, who is one of the co-founders, co-developers, co-owners of Hickory Bluff Berry Farm, which, even though it has a Holly Hill address, is a lot closer to Somerville than you would think. Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you. So I know that I have seen y'all's booth at the farmer's market here in Somerville, which is actually not where we got connected because I've known Michael through F3 now mm-hmm. for like three years mm-hmm. and, you know, boot camp workouts and running and different events. Right. But then seeing y'all with your booth at the farmer's market, y'all's niche is strawberries. Yeah. That's our primary crop. Yeah. It, which is, which is phenomenal. They're mm-hmm. delicious. <laughs> the past couple Saturdays when we've been at the farmer's market, we get two of the giant bags because one bag gets eaten that same day. <laughs> right. And then we have berries that we can use the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. And the leftover berries that we don't quite get to, and they're kind of, you know, not it's like, eh, you wouldn't eat these in a restaurant. I cut those up and I put them in like pancakes yes. and use them for baking. Yes. So we try and not have any waste. But enough about that. We'll just, we'll just jump right into it. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself. You know, where are you from? How'd you get here? What'd you do before berry farming? Okay, you know, so I, I know it's every girl's dream, grow up and be a <laughs> strawberry farmer right. outside of Somerville. Yeah, so I did, believe it or not, I did grow up in the fields and dirt. Um, my dad grew crops when I was young, right there in the same spot where we're at was a wow. garden spot. So up until fifth grade, um, that's where I grew up and played in those same fields and, um, you know, got bogged down in those same fields. And, um, I you know, that really taught me work ethic at a young age. Um, my dad got transferred to Hampton County, home of the Water- Watermelon Festival. And, okay. um, you know, I did middle school and high school over there, came back and went to college Charleston. Um, my parents retired, came back to Berkeley County, um, built a house, and decided they needed a hobby. So my dad started using his agricultural background, um, starting with nursery plants and type landscape-type um, plants. Sure. Um, the market wasn't what it was, right. you know, that time of year. Well, that many years ago. Not too many people buying ligustrums. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and our location was even further away. So it's a lot closer to the population today than it was then. Um, and the demand. So a friend came over chatting and was like, well, how about a small strawberry patch? So it started with a half acre of strawberries. Um, and we're about three acres of strawberries right now. Wow. So, for those who don't know when the season is, when is strawberry season, at least in our area? Yep. I remember one year picking strawberries in February. Yes. What's y'all's expectations as the producer? Like, okay, this is strawberry season. Right. So, our typical strawberry season is April and May. Um, The past two years have not been typical. Uh, Two years ago, we started in February. (laughs) Um, And then this year, we opened March 16th for you pickers. Um, so that's our typical year. It's always interesting to hear and talk to people, mostly at the markets, um, that say, you know, you'll hear them as they walk by and they're like, oh, ours isn't quite ready yet, or it's going to be a long time before we have strawberries. And you get an idea as it goes kind of up the East Coast where people are from. 
oh, and kind of talk to them. Okay. It's Where always are you from? interesting. Virginia. Oh yeah, you don't yeah. have strawberries yet. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice. always very interesting. And then, you know, being on the coast and then we're connected to the other South Carolina farmers, it's always interesting to see when everybody's is coming in That's very as cool. well. So it's always fun. It's always a guessing game. We never know, you know, when of opening course. day is going to happen. We are so weather dependent. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have strawberries in December a few years ago that were trying to start. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to react to this. <laughs> There's always um, another freeze before Easter. Yes. So this Might not year, be a super hard freeze, but there's always a cold snap of yeah, some sort before yeah, Easter. Yeah, we're always trying to be extra cautious. You know, we don't want to plant too early. Um, so we try to take that into consideration when we're planting our summer spring crops as well. So with three acres of strawberries, how what, what sort of yield do y'all get? Because um, three, acre, three acres is not small. <laughs> like in, in these new home communities that are just going up everywhere in the area. Right. A lot size is 0.15. Mm-hmm. So we're talking um, 20 times that. Yeah. So 20 development houses sitting in these fields. Yeah. Now, no s- sidewalks or anything, but. Right. So what's so, your yield from three acres? So we have to bring in, you know, extra seasonal crews and help in order to mm-hmm. harvest and pick. Um, so we have the harvesting and picking part of it. Then we have the packing part of it. So depending on where it's going, if it's going to a distributor or farmer's market or just for a stand, um, and we do some other local deliveries along the way. So it takes a lot of people to get them out the field, then get them packed, um, and then get them transported or distributed. And is it, how do you measure the production? Is it, is it in gallons? Is it in weight? Is it in bushels? How big is a bushel? Um, <laughs> a peck? A good question, yeah. <laughs> a bale? I have a bale of strawberries. That's not a thing. Right. So we measure our um, strawberries by the pound. Okay. Our U-Pick customers, we charge by the pound. Right. Um, and then our gallon baskets are typically five pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as production purposes and measurements, we would measure, say, by the gallons um, or by the pound. Okay. We can do either way. And what has been the highest production year you've seen in pure weight? Um, you, probably this you, year yeah, because we did expand. Okay. Um, because we've seen, you know, the chance and opportunity for growth um, with additional people, so you know, like the area ton, growing. 2,000 pounds, 4,000 pounds? Oh, gosh. I don't know. No? <laughs> uh, that's a number. Where are the bean counters? Yeah, exactly. Where are the bean <laughs> counters? That's who we need to talk to for that. Yeah, that's our analytical job. And um, okay. we're still trying to put numbers on the paper. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, how about how many how many you pickers do you normally see in a season? Um, well, our, I will is that the technical term you pickers? Yeah. I, well, yeah. <laughs> you pickers. Let's pick your own. You pickers. pickers. Yeah. <laughs> How Folks do you spell you pick? Yeah. Is it is it um, you know in the hundreds? In the it's dozens? in the hundreds. Oh, yeah. Wow. So our biggest Saturday this year was probably about five hundred and fifty baskets in the field. Oh my gosh. So we estimate from there. You know, if you have a family of four and you pick right. up two baskets to take to the field, um, we just kind of start estimating. Numbers. That's so six hundred to a thousand is somewhere in there. Wow, that's a lot. It was a big Saturday. I'm shocked <laughs> by that number. I was expecting it to be five hundred, like over the whole course of the season. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> so one thing that I have noticed with strawberries that it seems like there's probably not a mechanical way to harvest them. Correct. 
So mm-hmm. all the strawberries that you're buying, whether it's at the farmer's market, Harris Teeter, mm-hmm. Costco, somebody mm-hmm. picked them by hand. Correct. Yes. It's very labor intensive. Um, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that goes into it. Um, and I've done the you pick before, and they're not that clean right. in the field. <laughs> the whole idea right. of wandering through a strawberry patch like, oh, this is delicious. Like, well, if you like eating sand yeah. with your strawberry, <laughs> fine. Go for it. Yeah. Some people will just, yeah, sample right in the field and others prefer to give it a good rinse um, before they go to eating. (laughs) So y'all have been doing the strawberries now for how many years? So nine years. Nine years. Nine years. Next year is our big 10. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And how far do y'all, how far do your berries get distributed? Do, Do you even know? Uh, well, I do know that um, our distributor down, one of our distributors downtown, has sent up to Hubs in Columbia and Greenville this year. So we've gotten a lot of love and shout outs from some of the restaurants in Greenville, which is always interesting and fun. Um, we How have people cool. come to our stand and buy gallons, and they're taking them to Virginia, they're taking them to Ohio, they're taking them to northern states typically because southern states have already seen them. <laughs> Um, so people are just excited to have something, you know, and share something with their friends, which is our passion and desire as well. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So we get those questions of how can we transport these best? You know, we are always asking, well, where exactly are you going? <laughs> <laughs> how far are you going? These are crushable. <laughs> now, here's a question that I have is when for commercially, you know, the berries that you find, now I know what. Your, y'all's berries at the farmer's market when we've mm-hmm. gotten them. They're, I think from the conversation I've had with y'all's crew there, they're picked like the day before. Correct. Packaged up, mm-hmm. brought to the market. Mm-hmm. How, what's the, what's the, I guess I've heard it called different things like the diesel cost or the transportation cost. Do you know what that looks like for berries that, you know, you are available at Harris Teeter? Mm, you mean the difference in the cost and the... Well, like... Um, when are they picked versus when are they in the in the market for someone to buy them? It's like okay, so like, like, the sh- like at the at the farmers market, the berries the, the berries we buy they were picked yesterday, right? And you know we eat them all week. The ones that we get at uh, Harris Teeter, when were they picked? When are com- when are most commercial berries normally picked relative to when someone buys them? Okay. Yep. So our berries, the freshest you're going to get is at the farm. Yeah. Of course, you know, pick yourself and take home. Um, the farmer's market would be next. Um, that's the day before. Um, a distributor would typically be two, three, four, maybe the fifth day. Um, and then when you're looking at the strawberries that are coming from California, mm-hmm. those take days to get here. Um, kind of a long way. It's a long way, right. So the freshest food you're going to find is the closest to your house or your local economy and environment. Um, Anything you're getting, you know, that's coming from California or states away, you know, it's been, the nutrients are starting to decrease. Yeah, they they start to decay as soon as you pull it off the vine. Yeah, that's right. So it it starts to, um, you know, the quality and the nutrient basically starts to decrease day, right. you know, every minute. And so why hour. strawberries? Why strawberries? Why, why strawberries? did we start growing yeah, strawberries? Why did y'all start growing strawberries? Um, well, I we know thought- in South Carolina, you can almost grow anything. <laughs> yeah. Put it in the dirt and it'll probably grow. Right. Whether it gets to a fruiting stage, you know, maybe not, but yeah, so much grows here. Yeah. So um, I think we started with the strawberries because I think it interests people. It intrigues people. And then we thought fruit 
You know, mm-hmm. people have a tendency to like fruit. You know, you grow kale over strawberries or Pick strawberries over carrots. kale. Eh, yeah. No thanks. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, mm, nope. Yeah. So easy to harvest. You can come out and spend some family time together, mm-hmm. um, which is always a draw for us. And that's what, you know, we're doing, why we're doing what we're doing, because we love to see the families come out and enjoy themselves and each other um, at our farm, really. So I that's think it's wonderful. just something fun, you know, for families to do. It's nutritious. Um, and it's and it's fairly easy for people to pick. Right now, when you're picking large quantities, <laughs> it helps to have. Like it helps to be good at it's it. It's different. If you have a hundred gallons, you need to pick. Right. <laughs> if you're just out there for the afternoon, then my two year, my almost three year old, she'd love it. I'm like, oh yay! Yeah. <laughs> Put the next one in the bucket. Ah, okay, the next one in the bucket. Okay, never mind. I'll right. just I'll, I'll I'll pick for us. <laughs> nice. True. So Karen. Um, the advice giving part of the podcast, we'll, mm-hmm. ju- we'll jump to that next. As an expert in your field, and I leave it up to the guests, you know, you decide what you're an expert at. Yeah. What are some pieces of advice that you would want to share with the audience just for how to go through life better, more successfully, to improve, um, to improve their lives? Yeah. So something we learn daily at the farm is... Um, our source, right, and who we really depend on. Um, so every day is a new day at the farm. There's all kind of obstacles in play, um, you know. From and, and we and it keeps us very humble, and it keeps us very grounded. Can't control the rain, and we cannot. There are so many things and factors involved that we have absolutely no control over. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are highly dependent on um, our God, <laughs> um, and that's from labor to weather, to production, um, you know, anything, anything out there. We're so dependent. Um, so it just keeps us a daily reminder. Um, it keeps us strong in our faith. Um, that's, I don't know how else to be successful as we just. That's, that's, that's good right there. Yeah. <laughs> remember the source. That's right. We that's remember the source and we do it daily. In our field of work, it's kind of easy to remember, remember daily. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to think about it too hard. All right. Keep going. Um, other factors um, being successful is just our flexibility. I mean, our job requires a lot of flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so there now, is- let, me, let me jump in there when you say your job. Do you work outside of the farm as well as strawberries? Mm, well, I work with the farm. You work 100%. with the farm. 100%. Okay. That's, yeah. that, that's, that's all your energy is focused on the farm. Correct. I know not all because yeah. you have a family yeah. and, you know, life. Yeah. But just, just to clarify that your industrial focus is on making the farm successful. That's correct. Yep. That's cool. So two years ago, I had the opportunity to join my parents um, in this endeavor and I've enjoyed the ride. It is a wild ride. <laughs> um, but, um, oh, um, question was, uh, is the farm your sole business thing? Yes. Like you don't work as a nurse or a no, teacher correct. on the outside. Yeah. So I used to help before two years ago, mm-hmm. I used to help primarily on the weekends okay. and it would be farmers markets. Um, but I'm in control or in charge of the social media aspect of it, primarily Facebook. Um, and that's how we get all of our communication out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, you jumped in, I guess. So here's the question. 
So how many of the nine years you've been farming, has it been full-time farming all nine? Or when did you, when did that happen? Right. So I've been helping them all along as much as I could. Right. But I had a full-time job um, with the College of Charleston, which also required, you know, the commute time. That's kind of a drive. (laughs) I've been to y'all's farm. It's, you know, it's not. Right. It's a 20-minute drive to Somerville. Yes. So So just add another another 40 minutes to get to Charleston. Right. So for eight years, it could take me up to three hours a day, um, depending on, you know, the traffic. And that was pretty much a good day, usually. Um, So then I had the opportunity, as the farm grew and the commute got longer, then the opportunity came that I could join the farm. And so I was, I'm seven miles from the farm, my house. Nice. So the commute changed a lot. The quality. So you have a 10 minute commute now. Yes. <laughs> Family time, quality time definitely changed as well. Um, but we are six days a week when the season's open. We're taking a mini you break. You got to hit it hard. Yeah. yeah. So it is seasonal and that, you know, is um, refreshing as well. So we're in a mini break right now between the strawberries and the blueberries. Oh, y'all have blueberries. So uh, I guess, tell me what, what do y'all produce at the farm? I knew about the strawberries. Yeah. Blueberries is a surprise to me. Yeah. Strawberries, blueberries. We just put in a new crop of blackberries. Okay. Um, So all of those will be available for picking the blackberries next year, the blueberries, hopefully very soon. Um, And then we have squash, zucchini, um, kale, cabbage, collards, broccoli, cauliflower, tomatoes. Tomatoes will also be available for you pick mm-hmm. um, late June, early July. So is, is most of the focus on a you pick farm or will you be at the farmer's market with these different produce things? So the primary focus are the berries mm-hmm. as well as you pick. Okay. Um, but we can't, you know, we don't have a lot of requests for those picking okra. <laughs> <laughs> um, or say, you know, the cauliflower and broccoli. I mean, some of it is just difficult to make. Most people it, don't even know what pick. a broccoli flower, a broccoli flower, what a broccoli plant actually looks like. Right. I was, I was shocked when I first saw one. Yeah. Like, what? No, yeah. this doesn't look right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, we like to give people the opportunity to pick as much as they can, okay. as long as it's safe and feasible, you right. know, so broccoli and cauliflower aren't great options for that. Um, but they're great food and they're great to eat mm-hmm. whenever you do come up to the farm. We like to at least offer you the opportunity to have some. Nice. So y'all basically have, at least in this climate, you, do y'all run year-round for, for different things? So our past... What's y'all's most downtime? Our most downtime is typically December, January, February. Okay. Mm-hmm. Of course, not a whole lot of downtime because you're probably getting ready for strawberries. Right. So There's the strawberries, work. yeah, the strawberries actually get planted in October. Okay. Um, and then we just kind of have to see them, you know, through until the season starts. So February, we're watching them pretty close, usually January as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the past, we've planted commercially in the fall. So we would plant for a distributor, um, for restaurants, grocery okay. stores, um, things of that nature, but wouldn't necessarily be open to the public. Okay. Very good. Okay. So all that from the points of advice, we'll, we'll just keep rolling. Mm-hmm. What other pieces of advice... <laughs> can you share that you'd like to share for regular folks to improve their lives? Um, I mean, I think it's very important Mm -hmm. to take the opportunities to eat as fresh and local as you can. Um, There's so many health benefits to it. 
Um, and there's just a lot for getting outdoors and, mm-hmm. you know, yes. enjoying that time outside for a little while. Um, maybe it'll make you feel better. Um, and certainly the food, I think, is, a, is an added bonus. So dollars and cents. For you pick, what, do y'all, what, what are the rates for you pick? Okay, so for stra- strawberries. Yeah, strawberries this year was two twenty five a pound. Okay, so an average kind of level basket um, would be around eleven dollars. Okay, it's about five pounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is the cost of strawberries at the supermarket? Was it like five dollars for a pound? I, I think so. Um, my husband <laughs> actually does more of the grocery shopping than I do. <laughs> it's the same way at my house. <laughs> I'm I'm out driving around doing work during the day, and my wife sends me a message. Hey, can you stop at wherever and yes. pick this up? We're low. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So before we got married, I did, you know, a lot more shopping, mm-hmm. and then the commute to downtown, he took over the shopping. Forget about it. And then the farming, he's still doing the shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so when I go to grocery stores, I'm a little bit in shock. Like, wow, what is going on? I don't even know the options anymore. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even know they made this. Nice. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely not the best person to and ask on that. What do y'all sell at the farmer's market? Well, what's, the, what's the price per pound? Um, the farmer's market is $15 per gallon. Per gallon? Yep. Oh, so only $4 more. Correct. Yep. You'll pick them up right there at the market if that's more convenient, you know, for you. But we have to take in consideration all of the packing and the transporting and the labor. Oh, no, all that for $4? I've picked strawberries. That's a deal. (laughs) That is a deal. Yeah, depends on what kind of experience you're looking for. That's true. You know, If I'm in a hurry, it's like, I need strawberries for this week. Exactly. $15 for that ginormous bucket, that's a deal. Yeah. If we need a Saturday afternoon to go out in the country and enjoy the air and the fields, definitely you pick. Yep. So... Where is the farthest, we're jumping around a little bit, but where's, where's the farthest that you've seen somebody come from the farm, from the farthest away? Um, we've actually seen people from Europe come to our farm. So, and what's their reaction when they see like a pick your own strawberry? Oh, they Does absolutely that even love exist? it. Does yeah. that exist in Europe? Um, yeah, actually. Yep. Okay. They do. They thrive on, you know, that environment as well and the fresh and local ingredients. Um, so we've seen people that come to Charleston. And they just love it. They love it. Yeah. So we get pictures. We take pictures of them. They send us messages on Facebook. Um, it's really neat to meet people from all over. That's they fantastic. Really, they really, yeah, they really enjoy that. Fantastic. Okay. So now we're going to jump into... The final four. Mm-hmm. All right? <clears throat> final four. Actually, before we jump into the final four, I'm going to jump backwards. <laughs> so, um, uh, children, mm-hmm. how do your children interact with the farm? What's it like having children on a farm? So, it's awesome, really. So, and how, how old are your children? Bryce is seven, mm-hmm. and Brinkley is soon to be three. Seven and three. Okay, so young, mm-hmm. so don't give them the machete to go out there and chop weeds or right. anything. <laughs> but what what do you see as like the difference from their them growing up? I, I don't even know how to ask the question. What's it like having kids on a farm, on an active working farm? Right. So my little boy, for sure, seven years old, he wants to be into all of it. Um, so he is, Mama, can I go to the farm pick squash today? 
like, buddy, you kind of have to go to school. And by the time <laughs> you get out of school, I pray and hope they'll be finished picking squash. <laughs> so he does get the opportunity, you know, on the weekends or say Memorial Day or, you know, if there's a day like that. And then summer's about to hit, so he'll have more chances to do that. But he loves to get out there. We have two field workers um, that do a lot of our harvest. Um, and then we pull in other um, people as needed. But he loves to go out there with the boys, I call them the boys, um, and harvest anything that he can or ride around and um, give me tours as well. I'm like, Mommy needs to go take some pictures and show people kind of what's coming up next. Can you give me a tour? So he'll take me around and I'll snap some pictures um, or he'll come back and tell me, you know, guess what I saw over here? Or he shows up with something oh, in his hand. He, a lot of times he <laughs> just shows up with stuff. <laughs> here, look what I have. Yes. Oh. Uh, yeah, my dad, Pops, is like, wow. <laughs> and I'm usually like, I didn't even know that was coming. So I'm grateful, you know, from a standpoint that I like to people like to let people know what is coming mm. along. Um, but yeah, he popped up with a blueberry, a big one the other day. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I guess we need to get back there and look and take some pictures and see when this is going to open. Get them ready. How, <laughs> how old are your blueberry bushes? Um, they're about eight years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. Solid. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's here's a question that I think, you know, in American culture, we idealize and romanticize farm life. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you know, live in the country. What's what's something that you wouldn't expect or you don't that, that you know, quote unquote, city folk mm-hmm. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't even think of that is a challenge or a benefit, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, the biggest, what's the biggest challenge well, in, during the course of a week? Definitely through the farming is you, you can't walk away. Mm, okay. You cannot walk away. So we've been trying to plan vacations, <laughs> mm-hmm. which seems like months now, um, to try to fin- figure out when is that window going to open to where we can maybe get some coverage or figure out, you know, how we can get away for a little while. So um, that's probably one of the biggest factors is you're, you're tied down pretty heavy. Um, you know, we don't get to get away too much, especially during strawberry season. Right. Um, so we kind of have to wait for those windows, you know, to open in order to go socialize <laughs> with our friends. You know, even or oh, so not even like a, a week vacation to take in the fall. Just like, hey, what are y'all doing Thursday? Well, Thursday is farm work, right? As was last Thursday. That's right. And the Thursday before so, that. So yeah, you feel like you're in the trenches for sure um, through strawberry season. Um, mm-hmm. So that's six days a week, and it's full. It's it's fast paced, um, and you know, with the product that we're working with, it requires it requires fast pace. Yeah. Um, so you feel like you're kind of off the grid for a second, you know, (laughs) and then it's like, welcome back. Hey, what's been going on? How are (laughs) y'all? Very true. Very true. That's something that I, I, I always forget how tied to the work and the the land that farmers are. Right. So, I mean, like this week, especially, you know, say the zucchini or the cucumbers, Mm -hmm. I mean, they need to be picked. If you miss a day, then then you're then you're digging yourself out the trenches as well. Right. Now you have two days worth you still need to pick. Right. 
Yeah, and then you're trying to find a home or something. We've worked with Fields to Families lately, which has been terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll take any kind of food that's maybe oversized or something and try to find a use for it and a need in the community, which is excellent. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So t- talk a little bit more about that, Fields to Families. Yeah. So It occurs to me that there's there's that one. There's Katie's Crops. I don't know if you've heard yes. of them. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so we've had the opportunity this season to work with um, Fields to Families, Mm -hmm. which we have a little bit in the past, but a little more this season, um, which is great because we can send them a message and let them know what we have. um, And then they have a network in order to distribute um, the food to people in need. So we feel great that it's going to a good cause. um, And it's a win, win, win for actually three agencies. Awesome. Um, or three parties, I should say, for the farmer and the fields to family to connect to the agencies. So it's great for that purpose. Um, we did get to donate a few plants this year to Katie's Crops, and I want to get more involved with them as well and get connected to them. Um, and I'm very interested in, like, the food movement in our area and mainly food waste, whether that's mm. from a farm, yeah. a restaurant, a catering company, grocery stores, or any of that. So I'm very interested to see um, that movement take shape in our area. It's, it's, I, the billboards now that we see as we drive around highlighting how much food is wasted, mm-hmm. it's, it's something that gives me pause when I'm cleaning my kitchen. Correct. Like, oh my yep. gosh. Yeah, I think it's a lot to look at. It's a lot to think about. Um, and there's still a lot of awareness mm-hmm. out there. And I'm just becoming a little aware um, just from the farmer standpoint right? Um, and what can be done. So I'm very intrigued by it. That's excellent. Excellent. Well, I know y'all are doing great things, not only just as a farm, but impacting the community, building relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, this... Sorry, field to field to family. Fields to family. Fields yep. to family. Fields yep. to family. Yeah, not only so that food is not wasted, but folks who really are in need, absolutely, can have amazing food. They, amazing, yeah. Not just like here's a here's a can of green beans, mm-hmm. but here's squash and zucchini that was you know just picked three days ago. Correct. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're big. Our farm is actually big on education as well and we love the field trips and we love exposing the kids um to our farm and to you know strawberries is primarily what they come for right we do a little bit with the blueberries and then i see what it's like oh it's not just strawberries yeah that's awesome yeah okay so now we'll jump into the final four Mm -hmm. all right four questions sure when i know it says when work is over but Mm -hmm. you and i both know work is never over (laughs) So when you choose to pause right. from work, what do you do for fun? What do you like to do to play? So a lot of it is with, with, the, with the kids, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe game night, movie night. Um, I was looking for gator bait the other day with my son, Bryce. Like, um, like bait for alligators. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Gator bait's not a movie or a board game <laughs> or something. No. Actual bait for alligators. Okay. We actually do have the opportunity to, I say, pet sit a couple of baby gators and a corn snake at times um, through my husband's work. So he takes these um, animals around to classrooms <laughs> <laughs> so kids can get exposed to um, and um, touch them. Yep. Um, so right now we're training a corn snake. 
Um, training a corn snake. Yeah. So we're trying. I never know what sentences I'm going to hear <laughs> when I'm sitting down. Well, the I would say actually my husband probably says we are conditioning him. <laughs> <laughs> so we're conditioning him to be around people. Okay. Um, and Got particularly it. kids. Um, so my two-year-old gets a little overzealous with it, but, um, (laughs) we're teaching and training and, um, you know, they're exposed to, well, snakes right now Excellent. and baby gators. Yeah. Excellent. So stuff with the kids. Yeah. Stuff with the kids. Yeah. Right on. Visit friends in Somerville. We love to come, you know, hang out and visit. The big city. The big city of Somerville. The big city. (laughs) Yeah, we have some dear friends here that we like to visit with. And fishing is also a big one for us as well. So we do have a pond um, on the back of the farm. That's not really the farm, but um, we like to go fishing as well. If we can get away to the lake or go camping, that's always an added bonus. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. So in the next 12 months, what are you most excited about? So I am right at this moment. I am most excited about vacation. <laughs> what do y'all have planned? Well, that's just it. <laughs> <laughs> we know we're going to have a vacation. We know we're going to have a vacation. The time will come. So we have delayed the big Disney World okay. for quite a while. So I think we're going to embark on that either this year or the beginning of next year. How fun. Mm-hmm. I hear it's a happy place. World's happiest place, some might say. Right. And I, I just remembered a question that I forgot to ask. What is your kid's favorite board game? Um, right now we're doing Sorry and oh, Sequence. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. We're always on the lookout Sorry in my house for good sequence. board games. Sorry mm-hmm. and Sequence. I'm familiar with Sorry, but I'm going to have to look up Sequence. Yep. Okay. I think there's different versions of Sequence. We're on the animal Sequence right now. Okay. Different versions. a lot versions. of fun. So, uh, question number three, what is a parting piece of advice that you'd like to leave with the audience? Um, parting piece of advice is just, I can't reiterate enough to support your local businesses, whether it's a boutique, um, or a farm, Mm -hmm. um, that's really the flavor of your community and your environment. And it makes you so unique. Um, and I just value that tremendously. Awesome. All right. Question number four. What's the best way for the audience to get in touch with y'all? I'd say Facebook. Okay. So send us a message or hit call now. Just search Facebook or for Hickory Bluff. Hickory Bluff Berry Farm. Okay. Hickory Bluff Berry Farm. Mm -hmm. We'll put all this in the show notes so folks you just click on it and find it. Okay. Great. With ease. Okay. And they have a call me button right there. Easy. It's okay. always a good idea to call or check the page before you come out to the farm <laughs> to visit. <laughs> Make you sure never you never know. know. You never know if the Sometimes berries are picked for the day yeah. or the weather is not cooperating. It can be raining up there and yep. bone dry on John's Island. Yes. So, or vice versa. Yes. Last Saturday, as a matter of fact, <laughs> it was bone dry at the farm. And my husband was down in Somerville for five hours training for his event. Um, and was in yeah, shock. Yeah, it, it was just raining all day. Yeah, he was totally in shock that I was at the farm working, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you had the opportunity, like, oh yeah, no, oh, no work today, <laughs> shoot. Yeah. So, bonus question, mm-hmm. not in the show notes. Okay. Right, so just, you know, first reaction, <clears throat> don't overthink it. What 
thing, what book, what radio show, what thing in your life, what is saving your life right now? What is saving my life What's right saving now? your life right now? What's keeping you sane? I'd go back to God. Excellent. Yep. So any kind of um, devotional, any kind of anything I even see on Facebook that people share, it, it is an inspiration. It does help. The peace that passes understanding. The correct. Yes. There you go. That's awesome. Well, Karen, thank you so much for taking time. Although I guess the rain may have made some extra time this week. A little bit. Six days straight <laughs> of rain. Yeah. Thank you for making time to uh, come into the studio today for this interview. Greatly appreciate it. I love what y'all are doing. We didn't even talk about y'all's uh, jams and jellies and sauces. Oh, yeah. We have but a full display. Folks, if you have not <laughs> had their stuff, they're, are y'all going to be at the farmer's market? Well, actually, I have no idea when this episode is going to air. Yeah, so we should be back. <laughs> we should be back in June with some blueberries. Okay, well then, yes. Check out the farmer's market this Saturday because this episode will be airing in June. Check it out. Get some blueberries. Try some of their jams and jellies. It's amazing stuff. Karen, thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. I'm your host, Yaden Smith. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>